look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back to News Talk 770 and More Than Money. And uh, one of the biggest questions that's happened amongst governments around the world has been what's the actual retirement age that we should set as a standard? And here in Canada, we're at 65 years of age, but other countries, well, they're not at the same age level as we're at. In fact, some are higher. And so the question comes back again to, to us here in Canada, should we raise that eligibility for public retirement benefits? And so we've got Jason Clements. He's the Executive Vice President of the Fraser, Fraser Institute. Uh, Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So, so how does the age of retirement benefits start uh, affect the government at all? Well, certainly there's really two, two effects. I mean, one is just the direct cost of the programs. And so if, as many countries are doing, you change the age of eligibility for public programs, which, again, doesn't prevent people from retiring earlier than that. It simply means when are you eligible for the full public benefit of, in Canada, it would be old age security. Uh, and so if you increase it to 67, that does save money. Uh, for example, the chief actuary of Canada estimates uh, that because Canada didn't go to 67 and we're going to remain at 65, that will cost the government $10.8 billion in 2030. So that is a substantial cost. The, the second thing it does is it shortens the benefit period, right? So um, take life expectancy, which has increased quite a bit. If you're retiring at 65 versus 67, it means two extra years of benefit are being paid out. And so over the course of someone's life, moving from 65 to 67 means the lifetime benefit they're going to get from old age security or the guaranteed income supplement will be less than it otherwise would be uh, given that we're keeping it at 65. So there certainly is a cost implication to remaining at 65 as life expectancy increases and as we are now entering a period when the baby boomers are retiring. Now we have one of the lowest start ages in the developed countries at this point. So why is that? Well, certainly Canada in 2015, 2016 with the new government made a decision to rescind the previous government's decision, Mm -hmm. which was to move to 67. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, the federal government really didn't give a rationale and they certainly haven't given any other alternatives on how we are going to weather the storm of the baby boomers retiring. Um, And so from a policy perspective, we have made a decision, I I think an ill-informed decision, but a decision nonetheless, that eligibility for public retirement programs will remain at 65, uh, even though over 80% of the industrialized countries in the world are moving to a higher age of eligibility because they recognize the kind of fiscal costs that are going to be incurred as the baby boomers retire uh, and as we have uh, a large percentage of our population receiving those benefits. And so this is a concern that I have is that when you when I talk to a lot of um, political officials, finance ministers, and so forth, when I ask them their long-term plan for the baby boomers, especially in the health care side, a lot of them don't even have a long-term plan. When we look at the old age security, in just the silo of the old age security, making it at 65 is a great benefit for every Canadian because they get to receive money earlier, if you're just looking at it from a recipient's perspective. What we tend to forget is what happens with the bigger picture. Now, the actuary talked about a, a shortfall of $10 billion in 2030. 
has the calculation of the other benefits that we have to cover or make sure that we cover for our, our aging population uh, being uh, accounted for? And, and if we do, what's the impact of that? Sure. So we, we did a different study. It was released about uh, six weeks ago uh, that estimated the costs of health care and old, old age security and the fact that we will have less people in the labor force uh, as we go to one in four Canadians being over the age of 65. The estimate of that cost uh, was about $140 billion dollars. Um, based on 2030 numbers, but in today's dollars. Uh, And so there is going to be a significant cost of the baby boomers retiring in full. Um, The question, as you've laid it out, which is exactly the question, uh, the, the, the accurate question is, are we going to prepare for that and do some things proactively, or are we simply going to react to it when we're in the middle of it? And unfortunately, right now, it's the latter. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, which I think is, is is very unfortunate because it does raise the risks of having to displace some people um, instead of giving them lots of notice. I mean, again, if, if we go back to 2012, the 2012 announcement of reforms didn't start until 2023 Correct. and were not fully enacted until 2029. Correct. Right. So it's lots of time for people. And in fact, sorry, people who are close to retirement, there was no effect for them. People who had 10 years or more before they were to retire had time to start changing their expectations, maybe saving more. Um, that's the key. That That's the key benefit when you do these things well in advance proactively. But as I say, unfortunately, uh, most governments right now, in fact, mo- almost all governments in Canada are just kicking this problem down the road. Yeah, and then we have to end it there, Jason. Unfortunately, uh, great topic. We're going to bring you back on and get more into this. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, and this is the bigger topic that we have, is how does this all fit in? How do you how do you have that transparency? How do you prepare in advance for these types of changes? More importantly, how do you prepare for your retirement? And we're going to discuss all these different options on Tuesday, January 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. You need to reserve your seats. So give us a call at 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. Stay tuned after the break. We're going to talk about how to actually make money in this market and is it really worth it given your retirement goals. You're on Newstalk 770 and more than money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.